Hey, we're Phil and Meredith, and we're the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're excited to be coming to you through this platform today. We hope that your heart is encouraged, that your faith is stirred by what God speaks to you today. God bless you. Enjoy the message. I'm really excited. This is the biggest group I've talked to in a long time in person. And for those of you that are joining with us online, uh, our campus pastors are here and different parts of our praise teams and everyone that can on our team that we've asked us to be here today. Um, wanna thank God for Phil and Meredith and their great leadership. Thinking about um, coming into leadership roles at these inopportune times actually turns into an opportune time because God has a way, God has a way of putting a suddenly <laughs> right in the midst of your situation. And I'm going to talk to you about that here uh, just for a moment. This is always um, the time when I like to tell you to hit your share button, text one of your friends, call somebody that needs something. And here in the, just for the next little bit, we're going to believe God to do great things in your life and in your heart. And uh, I'm coming to you today from, thank you guys. And um, David, just kind of stay with me. And um, I'm um, in Acts chapter 2. And when the day... A Pentecost was fully come they were all with one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven like a mighty rushing wind and it filled the house where they were sitting it's what we're believing for today that the Spirit of God will fill the house where you're sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like fire and it set upon each of them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confused because every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled and said one to another, Behold, are, we, are the, all these not uh, Galileans? How do we hear? every man in our own language in our own tongue from where we were born this this is an important topic right now it's it's important because you have to see how God does a thing and there there's always there's always a time situation when you deal with God and when the day of Pentecost was fully come fully come there's there's a moment tipping points in God that when something gets to its fulfillment something else has to move something else has to move and uh, you, you may be feeling that way right now I know that I am that that we are at certain tipping points in our generation in our nation in our communities that means something is fulfilled and now something has to move something has to change something has to be done something has to be said something the holy ghost has to enter into a room into a generation suddenly suddenly with, with, with without warning without an announcement suddenly somebody ought to put your hand on yourself and say i need a suddenly i need a suddenly and i know that those of you that have been going through these these times and quarantines and lockdowns and shutdowns but i'm glad to know that you can't lock down my praise and you can't shut down my faith you can close everything else down but the heavens are always open the heavens are always open 
But when you go through these moments, sometimes you feel like something has to change in your life. You get to that point where something has to move. And I'm declaring over your life that the day of Pentecost has fully come. And a suddenly, ooh, a suddenly, a suddenly is coming in your direction. And things that seem like they have been going on for a long time are suddenly going to move in your favor. This, this is important to me because, because when, I, when, I get, when I get to this, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back to the scripture. When I get to it, I have to, I have to remind people that the coming of the Holy Spirit is part of the renewal of what Jesus promised. Uh, Joel prophesied about it, that, that a day was coming. He said, when God will pour out of his spirit on all flesh, all flesh, all flesh, you're going to catch that in a minute. Wherever the Holy Spirit is, wherever the Holy Spirit is, it's an all kind of a situation. It, it wasn't going to be poured out on Jewish flesh only, Greek only, males only, females only, older people only, young people. He said, no, no, all flesh, sons and daughters, We'll prophesy, old men will dream dreams, young men will see vision. Wherever the Spirit of God is, there is a gathering and a bringing together because it is the nature of understanding the family of God. God is everybody's creator. <laughs> He's just not everybody's father. Jesus said, when you pray, I want you to pray our father. The reason I say that is because if, if we go into the garden, I hope you don't mind me going to Genesis before I get to Acts, that when, when, when you're in the garden and Adam and Eve transgressed the law of God, the first thing they lost was fatherhood. And when they lost fatherhood, it caused Adam to lose personhood. Adam, where are you? God never asks you a question because he doesn't know the answer. Adam, where are you? is asking Adam the question, Adam, do you know where you are in relationship to me? Adam, when he lost his personhood, he became filled with shame, and shame causes you to hide from God. And so now he's hiding from God. He lost fatherhood, causes him to lose personhood. Then, then, then they have Cain and Abel. After you lose fatherhood and personhood, next thing you lose is brotherhood. Cain sees his brother Abel as a threat. He sees him as, as a problem, and he, and he kills his brother, Abel. It's interesting that when you lose fatherhood and personhood, the next thing you lose is brotherhood. Yeah. And God comes to him and says, um, where's your brother? Where's your brother? Again, God never asks you a question because he doesn't know the answer. He wants to know, do you know the answer? Where is your brother? <laughs> and he's going to try to... He's going to try to give God some kind of a story. Am I my brother's keeper? And God said, the voice of your brother's blood is crying out to me. When you spill blood, it has a voice. And it rises up. And it cries into the, to the ears of God. And God said, the voice of your brother's blood is crying out unto me. After you lose brotherhood, the next thing you lose is neighborhood. Watch this. When Jesus comes, he starts at the outside and starts working it back in. 
Who was neighbor? So he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. Who was neighbor? He comes to restore neighborhood. Then he restores brotherhood. Who is brother? And the story of the prodigal. The father always tells the, the other brother, he always refers to him as your brother, your brother, your brother. And, and who is person? Who is personhood? Peter, you have been known this way, but now you will be known this way. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And then he restores fatherhood. When you pray, pray this way, our father. When I, when I pray to God as father, I recognize that I am brother. And when I am brother, I am neighbor. And when I am neighbor, then, then we have a unity. We have, we have a caring. We have a caring. And so the, the reason, reason I say this to you is after, after Cain and Abel, the spirit of violence came into the world. And by the time we get to Genesis chapter 6 and we find out before Noah builds his ark, it says that violence filled the whole earth. Things have a tendency, if you study the Bible, you'll find out things have a tendency when they go unchecked to pick up momentum. And the, the spirit of violence began to pick up momentum until the whole world was filled with violence. God spoke to a man called Noah. I'm getting to Acts 2 here in a minute. God spoke to a man named Noah. He built the ark. Everyone knows the story of the flood. When they come out of the flood, Noah has three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And those are where our ethnic groups come from. All the races of the world came from those three, three heads. And they all, they all have a particular uh, anointing and grace that they brought into the world. So Shem is the head of all the Semitic tribes. And the Middle East, all of, the, all of those places there, all the Semitic tribes come from Shem. And they had a particular anointing that you really find out uh, when, you, when you study it out and see Abraham. They had, they had an anointing for gold. <laughs> and uh, every time Abraham got, went anywhere, he always left with the gold. And when they came out of Egypt, they left with the gold. And when, when Abraham and uh, Abimelech have it, it he, he leaves with the gold. And they had a, a particular anointing for gold. And then Ham. Ham is, is, is the head of people that went all throughout Africa. And Ham, uh, the sons of uh, Ham or Cush, those people were city builders. Wherever they went, they built cities and builders. And then you have Japhat. Japhat means spread out, which is the head of all the European people. And they spread out all over. They, they were actually the head of everything that was European. All, all of these people come, come out of the flood. Isn't it interesting that if God is going to put animals, two of a kind, into an ark, it's because he wants them to repopulate. <laughs> and he has Noah take his three sons and, the, and families because he wants diversity to repopulate. Oh my goodness. And so they repopulated. The problem is that by the time we get to Babel, we write back at it again. By the time we get to Babel, they said, we're going to build us a building and we're going to, we're, we're going to reach heaven. And here's what God says. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Here's what God says. He goes, these people are as one. 
and nothing is impossible to them anything they decided to do they can do because they are one so he said this is why we call it babble when people talk and they don't and you don't understand what they're saying we call it they, they babble um, because the languages became confused God said let's go down here and divide them because they, they don't understand because everything that they've decided to do they're going to be able to do I want you to hear this now this is why I gave you that little history lesson the purpose of division is limitation the purpose of division is limitation God said nothing that they have decided to do is going to be impossible to them let's go down here and divide them get them to spread out the purpose of division is limitation the way to divide is language so God separated their languages so they, they couldn't understand each other they couldn't they had they had to organize themselves based on language and you're talking to someone you're talking to someone you're talking to someone, and sooner or later you just got to find somebody that can understand you and then that's and then that group goes over here and then the other group goes over here and this other group goes over here because they could understand each other language is a locator language is a locator when you hear someone talk you know <laughs> you know where they're from <laughs> and we have uh, British accents right we have Australian accents we have yeah I heard the who yeah and uh, we have the uh, Hispanic accents we have uh, colloquialisms and um, when I was talking with you, with your your peoples from Carolina down there they they have a whole they have a they have a thing they have a thing and we took one of our pastors uh, one time who was from Carolina we took him to Mexico with us and you saw on the screen earlier Ruben Pena my dear brother who's interpreted every message I've ever preached in Mexico for like 15 or 20 years and he is my brother and I, I so love him but I got tickled because we took one of our pastors from Carolina to Mexico and um, the interpreter was up there <laughs> and the interpreter finally looked over at me and goes I, I can't understand <laughs> I'm like no worries we can't understand him either but anyway that's a whole nother thing language is a locator language you can tell where a person's at whether they're up or whether they're down you can tell where their spirit is at you can tell if they're hurting you have to learn how to listen you have to learn how to listen because sometimes a person is talking to you with a smile on their face but they're hurting sometimes you can just hear that tone you just hear a little something you hear you hear it language is a locator so the language is what located them for the purpose of division and the purpose of division was limitation Jesus resurrects from the dead and I love this about Jesus he didn't just like disappear he hung around for 40 days do you know how how incredibly troubling that was for the people that crucified him because he won't just go away he won't just go he's gonna hang out he's still doing what he was doing before they crucified him he's teaching people he appears to one time he appeared to 400 people at one time they're like this man will not go away this man will not go away he said I'm gonna go when I get ready I'm going when I get ready here I come I'm going when I get ready he tells them 
Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go quarantine yourself. <laughs> I want you to get in a room and don't leave. I want you to get in a room and I want you to wait until I'm showing you the time words. Wait is a time word. Until time word. You receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. They don't know how long they're going to be there. They go quarantine themselves. You know, I, I remember when things first kind of locked down and, and uh, Phil and Meredith had, had talked about the, the wisdom of not having physical services because we want all of our people to be safe and healthy and all of those things. And I thought, yeah, that'd be, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks, <laughs> something like that. And uh, what are we, like eight weeks later or something like that, you know? They don't know how long they're going to be there. All they know is they got to wait. Watch this. Sometimes you don't know how long something is going to be. And it's a wait until a suddenly. And, they, and they're waiting. And there they are in the upper room. I would love to know what all they were doing. Because they don't know how long they're going to be there. And I don't know, what, what are they doing? What are they doing? This is like what we're doing. You, they, they, are they doing jigsaw puzzles? Are they feeding birds? <laughs> are, I don't know what all they're doing. You know, are they Netflixing it? You know, I don't know what they're doing. They're in this upper room. But when the day of Pentecost was fully come, woo, suddenly, suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. And that's what I'm believing right here is that somebody's been waiting. Somebody's been locked down. Somebody's been about ready to go stir crazy, about ready to lose your mind. You've been homeschooling kids that you, you, you're so excited to have teachers. You know, you're so excited to have teachers. I want to thank God for our great children's team here that have been putting things online and, and helping you uh, to have videos and teachings and things like that. But anyway, so, but sometimes you wait until a suddenly comes. A suddenly, suddenly comes. And there came a sound from heaven, like a rushing, mighty wind. I love it because, you know, it, it wasn't like a cool breeze. It wasn't like somebody flipped the air on. It was, it was a wind. All right, time word. A wind is nature filling a vacuum because there's nature abhors a vacuum anytime there's a vacuum something fills it <laughs> Jesus said this is how you're gonna know that one thing is over and another thing starts I'm gonna send you a wind I'm gonna send you a wind have you, have you ever had a room that has a door on this side of it and a door on this side of it and this door can be propped open a little bit. And if you go out this door, it creates a wind. And the door behind you shuts <laughs> because of the wind. And Jesus said, the old is over. And, and when Jesus went out into the heavens, it created a vacuum. And that vacuum filled a room in the power of a wind to let them know 
that the waiting is over, the old is over, and the new is about ready to begin. And I'm asking God to send a wind into your heart, a wind into your house, a wind into our generation, a wind into our nation, so that we can say some things are done, some things are over, and now we got to go into a new thing. I'm just gonna stop and do a little praise break right here. Just for a I just needed that. I just needed that right there because I believe it's time for newness. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. But the interesting thing was there was a wind and then there appeared, appeared fire. Cloven tongues as a fire set up on each of them. It's interesting because, because James tells us that you can set the whole world on fire with your tongue, right? If you read James chapter one, James chapter three, you're gonna find out he says, he says, here's how we control a horse. A horse is big, but we put a bit in its mouth and by, by controlling its mouth, you can turn its whole body. He said, he said, let me tell you how a ship operates. A ship can be huge, but it has a rudder and that little rudder turns the whole ship. He said, let me tell you about you. Your tongue might be one of your smallest members, but it directs your whole life. And, and he uses the, 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 the allegory, I guess, when he says that the tongue can set the whole world on fire. So I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever noticed that somebody can start a little rumor. Somebody can lie on somebody. What's the old saying that, that a lie gets around the world before the truth gets its shoes on? <laughs> I mean, you know how that bad news travels like crazy. He's, James says you can set the whole world on fire. I want you to put that, though, in the context of Acts chapter 2. That there appear cloven tongues as a fire. You know, what, you know what Jesus is trying to show them? You can set this whole world on fire if you get the right thing in your mouth. If you get the right tongue, if you learn how to pray in the spirit, because he that prays in the spirit does not pray unto man. He prays unto God. And he gave them this tongue that could set the whole world on fire. And then it says that when they came to them, the multitude was gathered around and they said, how is it that we are all hearing in our same language? Here's what I'm trying to show you is Pentecost was God's reversal of Babel. God said, I divided them to limit them. And to, to divide them, I gave them different languages. But in Pentecost, he says, now I'm going to give them the same language because I don't want to limit them anymore. I want them to set this world on fire through what they put into their mouth. And everybody said, how that we, we are hearing the wonderful works of God in our own language, in our own language, in our own language. You got to learn to speak somebody else's vocabulary. You got to learn how to hear people. And the coming of Pentecost tells us that people were there from every ethnic group, every nation, going all the way back to Shem, Ham, and Japheth. They were all gathered there in Jerusalem. And now they were all hearing. God said, I'm going to bring you back together. And you know what you find out in history? Wherever there is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there is the gathering of people. Yeah. William Seymour 
really led the Pentecostal movement here at the turn of the century in America, 1900s. And people from everywhere begin to come together. And the, the revivals that came out of that, even before the Voting Rights Act, and even before um, all of, all of the, the, the different civil rights movements and all those things, people began to gather together of all ethnic groups because the Holy Spirit is a unifier. The Holy Spirit gives you a common language. The Holy Spirit puts a new song in your mouth. And people use God's name for a lot of things and sometimes not even good things. But I came to tell you on Pentecost Sunday that there is coming a suddenly. There is coming a suddenly and it's not going to be a little breeze. It's going to be a mighty rushing wind and God's going to put some tongues on fire. He's going to put something in your mouth. And, and that's what you have to know about the Holy Spirit prophesying and speaking out of the Spirit and your tongue being on fire does, does not mean that, that you're just telling people off. I'm not talking about that kind of fire. I'm talking about he's going, to put your, he's going to give you the courage to say what you need to say and to say it in the right spirit that you need to say it in and to say it to who you need to say it in because somebody is waiting to hear from God in their own language and he's getting ready to put that into your mouth and calls you to be strong. I'm, I'm going to pray here in just a minute. I'm going to pray in just a minute about the Spirit of God coming upon our sons and our daughters, our old men, our young men, male and female, red and yellow, black and white, American, African, Mexican, Chinese, Korean, wherever you may be. This, is a, this, this world may seem big to us, but it, it, it's the same size it was when God created it. It's a lot more people. But guess what? He knows each of them name by name, face by face. And his desire on Pentecost is to bring people to a place of restoring neighborhood, brotherhood, personhood, and fatherhood. And we believe that we've been waiting. We've been waiting. We've been waiting for certain things, but I think there's a suddenly on the way. There's a suddenly on the way. And um, every, so, every so often, you just have to be able to lean into a moment, to lean into a moment and say, God put me here at this time and in this place. Here's what it said, remember? They were all in one accord in one house. And this is the restoration from Babel because the, they became as one and God said, I'm going to give them a new language. I'm going to set their tongues on fire. I'm going to send a wind into them. And then the multitude began to gather and people from every nation were there. Isn't that amazing that whatever's going on in your life, wherever you're at, Jesus knows exactly who you are. I love the way that David said it. David said, he knows the words of my mouth before I even say them. He knows my uprisings, my downfallings. He knows my beginning. He knows my ending. He knows you wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life. Sometimes you just have to, you just have to lean into the moment. And sometimes you just have to lean on a friend. <laughs> and you have to call somebody. And sometimes you have to check on somebody. 
I hope that message meant something to you and that it means something in your days to come. Yeah, if this message has blessed you and you want to sow into the ministry of Cornerstone Church, you can do so from wherever you are today. Simply jump on our website at cornerstone.church and you can find the link there so that you can give in whatever way is most convenient to you. And we'll see you back here next time.